Hey there, it's Lacey J from Space Bear Media, the makers of Lost in My 40s. Did you know that Space Bear Media also has a YouTube page where you can go to watch a video pre-show before every podcast episode? If you haven't watched it yet, stop, go there, do so, and then come back. everybody welcome back it is episode 22 of lost in my 40s today we have kate and Lacey together again because baby tramps like us baby we were born to run which is the title of the episode (laughs) tramps like us my god yeah honey it's the Springsteen song. Yeah, I know. I know. The episode's named after it. Okay. I know. I know. <laughs> I, I'm proud. Oh, perfect. Um, that's what I go for. <laughs> Can you, my dear, update us on the power rankings before I start this episode? Yeah, Kate in the top slot. Take uh, past Locke last week for for number one. Jack holding number three still. Uh, we got. Shannon, deadass last. Somehow Ethan is still in uh, second from last place. And we've got uh, Sawyer uh, in third to last place with Michael falling out of the bottom three. I'm going to be impressed with Ethan if he manages to stay in the power rankings from just being in like two episodes. Uh, so far, it doesn't look yeah. like. I mean, obviously, some things are going to happen in the last three episodes. But there uh, are some things to happen. It would not surprise me if Ethan held in the top three or in the bottom three to the yeah. end of the season. Yeah. All right. Let's talk, Kate. This episode starts off in a flashback. <clears throat> a blonde woman in a terrible fucking wig is that's one of the notes that i made that wig wig was terrible (laughs) so bad she's she's driving herself a car pulls over into a motel parking lot opens up the trunk it's filled with license plates from everywhere and she's replacing one on her car as this family is kind of trying to leave the hotel room and uh As they're walking out, they don't properly shut the door. So this blonde woman steals some towels and shampoo from a housekeeping cart and then just slips into the vacant room before it can lock and puts on like a do not disturb kind of thing. Um, Then she goes into the bathroom and starts dyeing her hair brown uh, when really all she had to do was take the wig off. Yeah. (laughs) And then as we uh, enter the shower with her and she's oh. rinsing her hair, you mm. can <laughs> you can see, uh, of course, that it's Kate. Uh, she then goes into the lobby of this hotel, says she's expecting a letter under the name Joan Hart. And this guy gives it to her, finds the letter, gives it to her. She sits in the car reading the letter. On her leg is a stack of money that... It you know appears that was taken out of the letter, and she is sobbing over whatever she has read uh, in this letter. 
We're back on the island. It is now day 42. Can you believe it's been 42 days on this island already? I know, like, the way we've been recording this, obviously, it's it's one thing. Um, but I try to think about watching it when it originally aired and how it, you know, it what airing season was probably September through May or something like that. But, you know, you're watching it almost the entire year, but it's only 42 days on the on the island. Do you know what I mean? Like it, I don't know. Maybe I'm far more amazed by that than the rest of you. So fuck it. Forget that. (laughs) You are. Uh, You are. So it's day 42, which is a completely uninteresting fact. And Kate is sitting on the beach by the waves and she's flying this little toy airplane around again. Uh, We know that it belongs to the man, according to her, that she loved and she killed. And we and know so, it's a DC-3. And Ben knew what kind of plane it was, and the rest <laughs> of us didn't. And that was one of my questions. Uh, what was the question? What kind of plane? <laughs> no. The, who was that she uh, uh, killed? Yes, that was a question. Right. Who who was it that she killed? I think we answered a question last week, and, and then another one this week. I guess that's mm-hmm. part of the end of the season sort of thing, right? Yeah. They got to give you some nuggets, otherwise you're... The hatch? I told you that doesn't happen in season one. <laughs> um, all right. So, anywho, she's playing with her airplane, and here comes fucking Charlie up behind her playing his guitar, and he just says the word platinum. She's like, uh, okay, what? What? He sits down next to her. No, what, what he means is you're, you're, that was the color of your hair in that awful scene, that, that <laughs> fucking wig. Yeah. It's like platinum. It was a question. Really, Kate? Like, ew. Yeah, she's yeah. not a blonde. Um, as long as he didn't think that his song was going to go platinum. Well, no, you but that's yeah. what he means. Everybody. That's what he means. Yeah, so he, he tells her Drive Shaft's album sales must have like gone through the roof when he died oh, uh, yeah. in a catastrophic right. plane disaster. And so then even... Better, he says, is that when he comes back alive, it's going to be insane. Kate asks him if that means, you know, he thinks that the raft is going to work. He's completely convinced it will and says that when they're rescued, they'll be eternally famous. So Kate looks concerned with that fact. And Charlie says, what's the matter? Don't you want to be famous? Uh-oh. What are you guys' thoughts on that? Fame appeal uh, to any of you? No. Uh, when I was younger, it did, but yeah. like maybe if this takes off, like little famous. Yeah, you know? I would yeah. say too. To me, like the degree of fame. I mean, my Facebook page, uh, zero shame forties. When yeah. I'm not banned from Facebook, you know, I've got twenty. Is that almost twenty over? some odd thousand uh, followers, and it's a tiny little bit. You know, people know, but like. Maybe if I was an actor that I was played mostly um, character actor, yeah, and or mostly like supporting roles or some yeah. like one of those faces that shows up everywhere, but you don't necessarily know who they are. But yeah. like Uber fame, no, I think that sounds like a fucking nightmare. Yeah, you know, like where the paparazzi yeah. is following you. Yeah, that yeah you can't go anywhere. Me. I would hate that. Yeah, I would. I, think I, that would, would, be I would go to jail because if there, somebody were were following me around with cameras all the time, I would fucking knock them out like yeah i would not have patience for that at all yeah yeah i I think it sounds to go to the grocery store by myself you know i have to be able to do things on my own and not have to have paparazzi or bodyguards or any of that shit 
Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, but even if the, people listen to this podcast, we're not going to get paparazzi. Yeah. So it's like no. it's it. It, it no. depends. You know, you have to define fame before I can really answer yeah. it honestly. Right. Which you know? is why I'm like little famous is, yeah. is yeah. good yeah. with me, but not. I'd rather, I'd, I'd rather have money than fame. Yes. Sure. Yes, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Um. Okay. So, anyways, they're still they're sitting there on the beach. They look over at uh, the raft, and there's some commotion there. And uh, some goofy-looking fucker with a bandana around his neck, like an asshole, is Arst. yelling. Oh <laughs> yes, Arst. I love Arst. Is yelling Arst. at everyone uh, who's building the raft, and he's like, "Yeah, sure, you could wait a few weeks to launch, but I was just assuming you didn't want to die." And we find out this is Doctor Arts. <laughs> And he's a high school science teacher who we've never seen before ever on this fucking island, but suddenly he shows up full of goddamn advice and giving it like three days too late, this fucking guy. Yeah. So what happens is he explains that it's been raining every day, which he thinks is a prelude to monsoon season, which they cannot sail in, obviously. And he tells them that right now the trade winds are blowing north where the shipping lanes are, which is perfect. But when monsoon season hits, the trade winds will blow south, and the only piece of land south of them is Antarctica. So, Michael Which we know asks, now Muslims cannot go to. <laughs> That's right. Or the North, or the North Pole. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Is Australia not south of them? Or are we in that, we're, you know, Australia uh, doesn't exist? Uh, we're no, pretty it's far just out. that. We're, we're pretty well, far out were, in the Pacific. Yeah, they uh, had okay. left Australia, yeah. so they could have... Like if they're flying, oh, I guess they went northeast. Yeah, yeah. So I guess south it depends. of them would, is now. They yeah. Be, yeah, they'd be flying northeast, and like in the Southern Pacific, there's nothing. I mean, there's atolls and stuff like that, but like that's it's all yeah, just small, it's... tiny island chains out there. Right. Um. So, anyways, Michael asks when they should leave, and Art says yesterday. Well, then why are you here telling me about it yeah. today? You fuck. Maybe you shouldn't have spent so much yeah, time tying that uh, bandana around your neck. And you should have spoken up earlier, you fuckhead. Good That's Lord. his cape. He's Captain Hindsight. <laughs> Captain Hindsight. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, <laughs> so Kate starts chasing uh, uh, Michael down the beach, asking him, you know, does does she believe Arts? And Michael isn't sure, but he doesn't want to take any chances, so he's just going to leave as soon as possible. And uh, Kate wonders if she or if he thinks they'll actually be ready. Um, and he gets kind of suspicious of her questions or her sudden interest, I guess, in the raft. And he asks her what that's about. And she just says flatly that she's going with him. And that sounds like get... you're willing to trade something, Kate. Oh, God. Yeah. You two are never. Gonna... <laughs> I had... He's like Michael. He's he... <laughs> Captain Stabbing. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know that I didn't know that Captain Stabbin was a real thing? I thought it was like a made-up thing on Family Guy because because I don't uh, know. what is this? Well, it was okay. a, it was a porn site. It still it still exists, but it's an old porn site where this yeah. guy would basically take women out on on his boat and fuck them. Yep. And I so in the on Family Guy, Brian like goes to Captain Stabbin or something like that. And I just thought it was a joke. And after watching the same episode a hundred times, it somehow managed to come up that Ben's like, no, 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 that's like a real famous, like actual porn site. Old, like way back. <laughs> way back in the day. Yeah. Early days. Yeah. Of the internet. And yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyways. We had to download password files to try to get into <laughs> oh, it. Oh, <laughs> how do you know that? 
Oh, <laughs> I had no idea that that was a thing. I learned yeah. something today. Oh, yeah. Useless well, knowledge. Yeah. Somebody check Christy's browser later. Yeah. <laughs> it actually came, didn't that come from Captain Steuben? Wasn't that the love boat? Wasn't that his Is name? that what he it was like a spoof on that? It was a, I think it was a spoof on Captain yeah. Steuben. Yeah. Oh wow. I don't know if that's where I don't know if that's where Captain Steuben came from, but I know Captain Steuben is a character in some something. Right. Captain yeah, yeah Captain Steuben was the captain of the love boat. There yes. you go. Wow. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> After Kate says that, we get the lost uh, title screen. And we come back uh, to the beach and Kate is still chasing after Michael, trying to convince him to kick Sawyer off the raft and let her on. She says she knows how to sail and she would be helpful. However, Sawyer doesn't know anything and therefore he is useless. Michael doesn't budge. So then she tries to do a little dirty on him and says, are you really bringing Walt? You know, do you think that's a good idea for safety reasons? This really pisses Michael the fuck off. And he's like, the raft is full. Like, get out of here. Um, yeah, he's not falling for her shit. No, and I thought that was a bit much from Kate. I guess yeah, she I, came I on understand. Pretty strong there. Yeah, I understand her motivation. I guess, but yeah, but still, he's not going to leave his she kid behind. That's that the whole fucking me. reason but that he's he building wants, the raft yeah. is because yeah. he wants to get the kid off the island. Right. So, uh, flashback number two, and Kate is walking down a hospital corridor with entirely too much makeup on. I hate it. Uh, and she's carrying this enormous bouquet of flowers. She finds a nursing station and says she has a delivery for Diane Jansen. And the woman tells Kate that she was just brought up from the ICU. She's in room 208. Kate walks down the hall. She spots a police officer who is perched outside of room 208. She quickly moves the bouquet into front of her face so that he can't see her. And she walks past the room, clearly upset that she this is not able to get to. Diane is gigantic. It's it ridiculous. is the size of the bouquets that they give the top three on the Great British Baking Baking Show at the end when they declare <laughs> a winner. All that they yeah. get is a gigantic fucking bouquet of flowers, and then the winner gets a glass cake plate. I've never seen the show. That's I didn't. No I had no idea oh, they wonderful. just win flowers. I've heard. I've heard. No it's money. Great. It's yeah. wonderful. I love that show. Well, is there any? Is there anything else that comes in a bouquet? Like, other what than you flowers, mean? you know, it's not you don't get like a bouquet of sausage links. My my point is like as a unit of measurement, I mean, you or could. as a, I, I guess yeah, you I could. I mean, they do do fruit flowers. bouquets now, but like I'm wondering if there's any other sort of thing other than flowers that. Well, come I think. In are you saying like does sausage. bouquet have any other definition outside? Yeah. It also of means like a, a smell. Of flowers, <clears throat> you know, like the wine had a nice uh, bouquet. Yes, yeah, a, a mixture oh, of things. Right, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. right, a milieu. Um, but you could do a bouquet of sausage. Why? I mean, edible arrangements sausage. makes bouquet of fruit. That's what I was saying. Why not yeah, like fruit. I looked at bouquet in the dictionary, and it says an attractively arranged bunch bunch of flowers, especially one presented as a gift or carried at a ceremony. And then the second definition is the characteristic scent of a wine or perfume. Okay. There we go. Hmm. All right. Well, it all right. Has a then. lovely bouquet. Yeah. Well, now I want a sausage bouquet. <laughs> Isn't that called a gangbang? Ew! <laughs> you get five of them. 
Five sausages is an orgy. <laughs> that's, that's, that's right. right. Five, five sausages, sausages is five an orgy. Five sausages is an orgy. Five sausages on a boat is an orgy with Captain Stabbin. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so, any who's. We jump. We're still in the flashback, and there's a doctor who is leaving the hospital. He gets into his car in the parking garage, and just as he is closing the door, Kate says from the back seat, Hey, Tom. He's surprised, of course, and refers to her as Katie, not Kate, and wants to know, like, why she's in the back of his car. And she responds, Diane's dying of cancer. He says that he's actually already heard that news, and uh, she tells Tom that she feels she owes it to Diane to make an appearance, I guess, but that she needs his help. And I just say that Tom looks like he's about 12 years old. I know. Yeah. I said he, he I think, mentioned yeah. Michael J. Fox. He's yeah. Early, really, really youthful. Yeah. Family ties years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Yeah. But I think I think considering what happens later in the episode, uh, part of that is so maybe that you see him as kind of like this innocent uh, childlike yeah, yeah. figure, yeah. you know? Yeah. Kind of looks like Topher Gracie a bit too. Isn't it just Grace? Topher Grace, is it? I thought it was Gracie. Oh, whatever. I think it's just Grace. I, sp- I suppose if he did know. Brazilian jiu-jitsu, his last name I would be. I think we all know who we're talking about. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Dumbass. So we are <laughs> back on the island in the raft, and Jin is working super hard, as always. Sun comes up, and she asks him if he is going to go on the raft, and he tells her yes. They have this kind of sad, awkward pause and staring contest i guess and then she just walks away i feel like it was like obviously it's not like i'm employed as a shipwright here (laughs) (laughs) yeah but there's a lot of people working on this ship at or raft or whatever it is whatever it uh, is death barge yeah well yeah nothing i there's nothing that could get me on that fucking no. thing oh hell no hell no, no. on that island for the rest no. of my life no wherever oh, kate gets on that fucking boat yeah, yeah. Nope. Kate's, i am not kate's dying there, at I'm sea. there. and if kate yep. gets on the boat then i i guess the son will have to be my girlfriend <laughs> yeah all right so jack and saeed Got claire too exactly. after six weeks <laughs> <laughs> are you boys done not even yes. gotten started uh, does not surprise me uh, Jack and Saeed are in the jungle, and Saeed is, like, leading him somewhere, but won't exactly tell him where or why, I guess. And then Locke chimes in. He, again, pops out of fucking nowhere. Lock and he just Lock in a box. <laughs> and he just says, he brought you out here because I asked him to. And uh, he also apparently asked Saeed, you know, not to tell, because he didn't think that Jack would keep an open mind without it. And when Jack asks, you know, an open mind about what, they Circle lead jerk. him to the hatch. The hatch. And, the yeah. hatch. Oh my God, what is this thing? <laughs> Says Jack. And Locke responds, exactly. It's like, oh God. Okay. <laughs> They've really excavated it. Well. <laughs> and uh, I love though, when he looks at Jack and he says, I guess it's time we talked about this. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> All right, Locke. <laughs> Day 42. Yeah, so we're back. We're at the raft. Waves are crashing on the shore, and Michael is struggling to drag a piece of metal along the beach. And then everyone is hurried. Like, you can see that they're frantic after Arts told them that they weren't going to get this raft off the island if they didn't do it right now. 
Sawyer is complaining to Michael that Sulu is packing fish for the trip. <laughs> Sulu is star of the show. We can't we can't go five minutes without a family guy reference now. <laughs> Um, all right. So anyways, he Sawyer says something really fucking stupid. Like, can't we just fish while we're out there? Really, Sawyer? Out in the deep sea? Where, <laughs> what fish Seriously. are you, are you planning like, on catching like a sharks. whale? This guy would be the biggest fucking liability at sea because all he could <sighs> do is like, sh- you know, shout at the waves and be like, is that all you got? Salty? Like he would, all he would do is like, <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> Salty. oh, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, wavy. Like... Uh, he, all he could do is come yeah. up with nicknames for things. He'd have to start just coming up with nicknames for the sky and shit like that because, uh, yeah, just yep. just without without any utility. Yeah, well, that's basically <laughs> what Michael thinks after this comment, too. And he's just kind of like, uh, do you uh, do you know anything about being out at sea? I was going to uh, be like, do any of you know anything about being out at sea? But that's fine. I guess, you know, he knew enough that you can't deck. catch fish in the deep sea <laughs> yeah. from a fucking raft. But whatever. Use his immaculately kept hair as a sail. Oh, boy. So, um, basically, Sawyer starts to realize that he's getting kicked off this raft, and he demands to know who is going to take his place. And we cut to Kate, who is in a little tent area, melting the face on a passport. And Sawyer charges up saying, what the hell do you think you're doing? And she just adopts this posture, this sort of air of ignorance, like, you know, oh, I have no idea. You know, what what could you possibly be talking about? Oh, I just had a conversation with Michael. He misunderstood me. And uh, Sawyer is not buying it. He grabs her by the arm and tells her, you know, he knows that she was the prisoner and that she needs to be on that raft because if she's not, when they send a rescue party... They're going to send the cops for her. And uh, he tells her that her secret is safe, but that she's not going to get on that raft. And she says, hey, Sawyer, I want your spot. I'll get your spot. You mean the prostate? That's right. Uh-huh. <laughs> what did you say? You mean the prostate? the prostate? Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. The, the pee spot. Oh, boy. Yeah, she's um, very, very arrogant in this scene. Yeah, but also the tension. I just really kind of wanted them to tear each other's clothes off and go at it. But I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Or just the prostate. (laughs) Just a little fun with a finger, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Back at the raft, uh, Walt (laughs) is questioning Michael about his argument with Sawyer and wanted to know if they had, uh, like, why Sawyer wants to be on the raft so much. And Michael explains to him, you know, that if they do find help, there's no guarantee it's going to come back to this island because it could be really hard to find. And so being on the raft may be the only chance at, at getting home. And then Michael just, like, doubles over in pain and tells Walt that he needs to get Jack. Walt runs, and he gets to the garden where Son and Kate are standing and says, you know, that his dad... I think he says his... Wait, 
he says like help or something. And when they ask him why, he says, it's my dad. His stomach's real bad. Something like that. I can't remember. My stomach hurts real bad. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. He's definitely channeling Napoleon dynamite. So I talked about lip balm last episode. That's true. That's true. There you go. So son takes Walt back to Michael and Kate, uh, sets off to find Jack. And she's screaming his name and, like, running through the jungle. Well, of course, he can't hear her because Jack is at the hatch. He is squatting on top of it just beside the uh, trebuchet-resistant window. And (laughs) (laughs) Saeed and Locke are crouched behind him in the ferns that are surrounding it. And Jack wants to know how long Locke has known about this, you know, hatch or whatever it is. And uh, Locke says uh, three weeks, give or take. And Jack is pissed at that. And he wants to know why he didn't know until now. And uh, Locke is like, well, you know, I didn't know I reported to you and that Jack Jack had withheld information about the guns and using his discretion. Go ahead. Specifically says, all due respect, Jack, but since when do I report to you? And in this moment, right. they cut to Saeed's face, and he's got his hand on his face with one finger up, and I swear he should, like, be eating popcorn in this moment. <laughs> 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 Saeed's face is awesome in this moment. That's great. Um, so, yeah, Locke is like, basically, I don't have to tell you anything. You use discretion, I use discretion, whatever. And then Jack says, so when do we open it? And Saeed gets so mad and he's like, no, 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 I brought you out here to stop him from this insanity. Like, what is happening here? And uh, he cannot believe that Jack and Locke agree. And so Jack says, best case scenario, there are supplies in there. Worst case scenario, it's a shelter. And Saeed. Wrong. Wrong. Worst case. Worst case is Mark McGrath's been living in there. And if you open it up, you're going to have to have Mark McGrath on the island with you forever. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, when, when, I, thought I of, when, I, when I thought of worst case, it was like, you open it up and Mark McGrath crawls out. You're like, oh, fuck, what have we done? And then from then on, you have to be with him every morning. Exactly. Yeah, on my four-post bed. Yeah. It would just be, it would be him playing. Is that what's in the hatch? Mark McGrath on a four-post bed? Yeah. Sugar Ray's greatest hits play all the time. And then Charlie would be really sad because he'd be like, you all, everybody. (laughs) I could have a shitty song off. Exactly. I just want to fly. It's like, oh, God. Where are the fucking guns? Oh, my God. All right. So, anywho... Ethan got uh, off easy. Saeed also, you know, says similar that there are worst case scenarios. And uh, he points out that there's no handle on the top of the, the hatch. And so it's obvious that it's not meant to be open from the outside. And then, dun, and dun, then dun. Kate comes running up to the hatch saying that Michael needs him. Suddenly she's able to find this hatch. He's been digging this up for three weeks. Nobody's come across it. She goes straight fucking there when she's looking for Jack. That's fine. Yeah, so, <laughs> nice little plot hole. Yeah. So she says that, uh, you know, Michael's sick and they t- they take off running. Uh, back by the raft, Michael is, again, doubled over. Gut-wrenching pain. Jack starts questioning him about what's he eaten, what's he had to drink. 
And Michael insists that the raft must leave tomorrow. Jack has got to make him better. And um, Jack takes off down the beach to try to figure out what the deal is. And uh, Locke is following Jack when when he goes. Walt and Kate stay behind. And Kate kind of just leans over Michael like she's going to take care of him, basically. And we are then in flashback number three. Kate is in Tom's apartment or home, I guess, looking at some photos on the wall. They're in this treehouse. I don't think it's a treehouse. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. Tom is on the phone with somebody named Adam, and he's asking him for a favor having to do with an MRI. Kate's looking at a picture of Tom holding a baby when Tom says his name is Connor. And then he tells her that Rachel, who I guess is his wife and the mother of Connor, are with the kiddo out at his out of town at her parents' house or something, which is convenient the same Excellent weekend timing. that Kate comes through. Right, yeah. And yes. so he tells Kate that he has got Diane an MRI, but not until five in the morning. And so they've got like a few hours to kill or something. She asks him if he thinks it's still there. And when he says what, she's like, you know what? And that they might never get another chance. So they need to do this now. And then we are outside somewhere in a field. It's really dark, very misty. And there's this enormous, awesome looking tree. And they with drive three, up. With three like bulls just underneath it. There's like chilling. three like long, yeah. and they're not longhorns, but they're like horned bulls that are just like, okay. Like just randomly yeah. there. I mean, you're obviously on somebody's property at this point because you right. don't just let yeah. cattle, you know, willy nilly. Just chill. Yeah. Yeah. So um, they yeah. drive up uh, along the grass and under this tree, get out, take shovels just out. drive into the middle of this field? Yeah. yeah it's probably exactly. fenced if there's fucking bulls yeah, that's, in it. That's, you would yeah, think. Yeah. I, didn't, exactly. I didn't go to that, to that, but that's kind of where I was leading. Like, Yeah, sorry. Obviously, we're not in a, we're, we're in a wild part of the, of the world. <laughs> <laughs> so they take shovels out of the back of the car. Kate takes like six paces from a certain spot on the tree and she starts to dig. Walking along the island shore, Locke is kind of chasing after Jack, wants to know if Michael could be suffering heat stroke. But Jack says that that wouldn't be an acute pain. He would have felt that kind of coming on slowly. And that Michael and Jen are on the same diet, so that rules out food. Jack starts tearing through a pile of empty water bottles. He holds one up, and there's a white residue at the bottom. And it becomes clear that Michael was poisoned. Dun, dun, dun. There's a shit ton of people working on the raft. Michael is laying under a tree nearby. And Jack comes up to check on him, and Michael says he's still feeling terrible. He wants to know if Jack has made up with Locke. And when Jack says no, Michael says good which kind of shows you where some of the alliances are. And then uh, Michael goes to take a sip of a bottle of water. Jack takes it from him, gives him a new one, and Michael immediately realizes, oh, you're, you think somebody poisoned me. And immediately says, Sawyer. It's not a bad guess. No. No, not at all. So elsewhere, Locke. Kate. Because what? Kate's jo- I would have guessed Kate. Because Kate is jockeying for a place on the raft. I, right. The raft's yeah, but not she leaving. Why, not, why would she poison without, yeah. Sawyer then? 
Yeah, Maybe she's not going to poison. Soil. She's not going to poison mm. Captain Stab. My guess is Michael would not let that th- let anybody take that off the beach unless he was like, like they would have had to hold him down. It is really funny yep. how you keep calling him Mike. Oh, you know me and Mike. Yeah, we're getting closer. <laughs> we're getting closer. Are you? Right. Yeah. He's not such a bad guy once you get to know him. I see. Not as useless no. as we thought it would be. That's true. All right, so elsewhere on the beach, Locke is questioning Hurley, who sometimes fills these water bottles for the people who work on the raft. And he asks Jin, or excuse me, he's asking Hurley if Jin and Michael get along. And Hurley says they fight like a married couple building a raft together, which I thought was (laughs) hilarious and is probably Christy's favorite moment. Um, So Jack then joins them. And the three discuss Kate wanting to get on the raft and Sawyer being angry about it. And then Hurley, who forgets that Locke does not know the truth about Kate, wonders aloud whether she did it because of the fugitive thing. Jack makes this hilarious face like, oh, Jesus. And when Hurley realizes his mistake, he gets really mad and yells something about like, well, how am I supposed to remember who knows what and blah, blah, blah. No, I have the exact quote. (laughs) Thank you. How am I supposed to keep straight who knows what around here? I mean, Steve didn't even know about the polar bear. (laughs) I love it. There you go. Um, So anyway, so... uh, uh, Right. So Locke wonders why Jack didn't tell everyone that Kate is the fugitive. And Jack, you know, kind of throws Locke's words back at his face and just says discretion. Discretion. Yeah. So then we cut to Charlie, who is playing a guitar while Turnip Head sleeps in the cradle. And Claire is cutting Charlie's hair. Charlie is excited. He's writing music again. Like, he's so convinced he's getting off this island. Wants to know what the first thing Claire will do when they get rescued. And she says she doesn't know, so Charlie offers to let her and Turniphead hang out in L.A. And then he begins to play a, a new song. He tells her it's track two off of his new album, and it's called Monster Eats the Pilot. Which I fucking love. I can imagine he's like he's like yes. it's a concept album, you know, yeah. about a pilot and a monster. It's there's two tracks to it. The second yes. one is Monster Eats the Pilot. It's so, a short concept album. A little bit, yeah. Well, and I also have to say, Claire kind of fucks up Charlie's hair. Like you would Does find she? his picture with that haircut on the fuck my shit up subreddit. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. It's bad. His, his haircut is so bad. Oh, poor Charlie. Poor poor Charlie, poor Claire. Whatever. It'll grow back. It's here. It'll grow back, yep. yep. So, Jack is in the caves, which I notice they seem to have skylights in the caves, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. naturally they're, they're very formed well skylights. Very but there's always light shui. coming in from yeah. somewhere, yeah. So, anyways, he's, like, rummaging through his medical cart and Kate comes in to ask how Michael's doing. She wants to know if anybody is taking his place on the raft. And Jack just comes right out and asks her if she poisoned Michael. And she seems offended by that and wants to know if he thinks she's capable of such a thing. And he responds, I don't know what you're capable of, which is true because we don't know what she did. Uh, I'd be be willing to find out. I bet. So Mm -hmm. she storms out of the caves and we get into another flashback. Uh, Kate is still digging under this tree while Tom gets beers out of his trunk. He's got shovels and beer in his trunk. 
and actually says to her that no self-respecting man in Iowa goes anywhere without beer, which I thought, oh, okay. And I Kate happen just, to have well, a twisted it, tea in my car right now. What else is there to do in Iowa? Oh, that's I guess it. that's true. Yeah. Is that what they do? It twists nobody and self-respecting Baltimorean goes anywhere without twisted tea in their car. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's very random, but it's there. All right. So um, she like starts fucking chugging her beer and he tells her that it's not fair that she's come home like this. And then there's a thud under her shovel. She digs up an old metal new kids on the block lunchbox And they're leaning against the car, looking through what appears to be a time capsule. When Tom pulls out, dun-dun-dun, the airplane, and says, my old airplane. And now we know whose it is, and that Tom is not long for this world. (laughs) So he he also pulls out, or she pulls out a, a cassette tape titled Kate and Tom 1989, And they get in the car to listen uh, to their younger selves on the uh, tape that is the dedication of their time capsule, Tom says, as a child. They've got a little argument about Tom wanting to put the plane in the capsule because he thinks it's cool because he got it when he flew by himself to Dallas. And she makes fun of him for liking the plane. I've flown to Dallas uh, way too many times in my life. I can assure you it's not cool. <laughs> Flying away from Dallas is cool. I fly from and to Dallas yeah. a lot. Obviously. But did you get a little plane while you were on the flight? <laughs> I got wings when I was. I a did kid. too. You, know, you give those little plastic yeah, wings. Yeah, flying by yourself. Yeah. I never did. Yep. Uh, and then you go up in the cockpit, and they said, "Do you like it when Scraps gets on your leg and moves up and down?" Oh, uh, <laughs> what? Was there a priest in the? You like gladiator movies? I was going to say thing. I feel like I've missed a movie <laughs> reference. Ever seen a grown man naked? <laughs> it's airplane. airplane. Oh, actual <laughs> airplane. airplane. Is that what they're yeah. the, they do yes. in the cockpit? I, yes. I think I made I made, I think yes. I made the, the gladiator joke on like the first or second episode. I'm not sure if anybody yeah. knows. It's been a really long so. time since I've seen that airplane. I mean, if you if you ask me if I, I, I speak it. it's dive, so funny. then I know that it was an airplane reference. Yes. Surely it hasn't been that long. <laughs> Exactly. (laughs) Call me Shirley. (laughs) Don't call me Shirley. Hey, Ben. Yeah, babe? Got any special occasions coming up that you need a card for? Is this a trick question? No, it's an advertisement. Is this about barbcards.com again? They can go. So I suppose you're going to remind me that each handmade card is only $1.50. Mm-hmm. And they don't come with busy backgrounds or flowery poetry. You got it. Barbcards.com offers to-the-point communication within several different categories, including our favorite, Potty Mouth. And if you can't find what you want, barbcards.com can do customizations. Can I still get all of my cards for no more than $4 shipping, no matter the size of the order? You know it. Barbcards.com has got all you need. Hey, Ben. Oh, my God. What are we selling now? Merch. 
Our merch? Yes, sir. Shirts, coffee mugs, wine tumblers, bottle openers, stickers, magnets, and more. Your choice of product and your choice of Space Bear Media Graphic from any of our podcasts. Please tell me we're not making merch now, too. <laughs> of course not. We'll stick to podcasts, and Pixis Products will do the rest. Thank God. I bet you have more to say, though. Sure do. Pixis Products is a small business run by a local mom, well, local to us anyway, who needed something else to do besides being a snack bitch. A what? <laughs> a snack bitch, also known as a mom with a young child. There's still more, isn't there? Yepers! Pixis Products works with other small businesses for supplies, art, and other collaborations at every opportunity, including ours. In fact, Pixis Products even gave Space Bear Media our own storefront on their site. You can find us at shopspacebear.com. Say what? You heard me. Go to shopspacebear.com and buy something. Oh, fuck, guys. I don't know where we were. Dallas. Ah, Dallas, you're right. We were in Dallas, or he was with his little Let's get out of here as soon as possible. So, child Tom goes on to explain that in 20 years, he and Kate will be married, and they will have nine kids, and that opening this box will be cool. And Kate says she doesn't think so, because she wants to run away when they, as soon as they can drive. And he tells her that that's what she wants to always wants to do is run away to which child Kate replies. Yeah. And you know why Kate's crying and they stare at each other for a little while and then they kiss and he starts the car and says, sorry that it's time for the MRI and they leave for the hospital. Can I just tell you that now that we're 17 years later and KOTV is still touring that's cray cray. They do go they by NKOTB played, now, not New Kids on the Block. Yeah, right. They, they just started doing Merryweather with Salt and Pepper the other day. Oh my oh. god! Oh. <laughs> Got to give it to it's them. Like a time hands warp, off. isn't it? <clears throat> yeah. Oh. I did not attend. I might. I'd go to that. I mean, yeah, just like out of like curiosity. I never liked any of those boy bands. Oh yeah, uh, but New Kids on the Block. I mean, I was. Spice Girls. Yeah. New Kids yeah, on the Block were my first two concerts. I saw them at the Baltimore Arena and then at Meriwether. Yeah, those are different eras, though, Derek. Like, I, New Kids on the Block, I loved I when I was 10. I think Spice Girls, I was right. 19. Like yeah. late 90s. Spice yeah. Girl. It was late 90s. My, I remember 90s, freshman year in college. 94, 95. What? Spice Girls? No. I remember freshman no, year yeah, in college. Spice Girls was late 90s. So like it was probably 90, like 96, 97. Six. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yep. Um, sorry. Yeah. So let's close our time capsule and go back to the episode. <laughs> uh, Locke is in the jungle working up some kind of paste again, this time for his leg wound. Walt comes up and tells Locke that he heard Jack say that Michael was poisoned and he wanted to make sure that Locke knew that he didn't do it. And, you know, Locke is like, I wouldn't assume that, whatever. And he puts his hand on Walt's arm and he says, that they're friends and Walt doesn't need to worry. And the music kind of changes to ominous and Walt's face, the expression on his face turns to fear. 
He rips his arm free from Locke and says, don't open it, Mr. Locke. Don't open that thing. Okay, Mrs. Torrance. (laughs) He's got the sight. (laughs) (laughs) So Sawyer comes up to where Michael is laying near the raft and he tosses him some Pepto from his stash. And Michael makes a comment about him doing that because he feels guilty for poisoning him. And he kicks him off the raft. Michael basically tells Sawyer, like, you're a criminal. You're not worthy of being near Walt. Like, you can't be on the raft. Because he's talking about how, you know, he hoarded everything and he uses it for trading and and favor. And that, like, Michael finds this abhorrent, I guess. So Sawyer's like, oh, what, babe? He's a merchant. I just love how, how like, high and mighty these characters are getting. Like, Jack, it's like everyone owes him yeah. fucking explanations of everything they're doing. And and Michael's like, oh, you're a, you're a criminal and all this type of stuff. It's like, you know what? You guys are stuck on a fucking island. Um, just, I don't get over yourselves. I mean, that sounds like good advice yeah. for anybody, really. But Yeah. So... Yeah, after Michael says this stuff to Sawyer, Sawyer's like, no, 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 I have had enough. And he walks over to where Kate is standing by the raft and grabs her backpack, dumps it out, grabs the passport and shows everybody that Kate was going to try to assume the identity of the dead woman uh, who drowned and says that, you know, she is the actual criminal. Dude, he gives her the business right there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he does. He says... She don't care about nothing or nobody but herself. And he seems like personally offended by it. It's a, yeah, he does. And I, that will come up later in the episode yeah, when she asks him why he wants to be on the raft. Uh, well, we'll talk about it. We'll then. get to it. Yeah. So flashback number five, Tom is helping somebody wheel a patient like into a certain area in the hospital and then uh, once he re- like checks everybody's, nobody's around, he lets Kate in, says his office is nearby. And Kate slowly approaches this woman who's laying in a bed looking like she's about four seconds from death. Dark purple circles around her eyes kind of looks disoriented kind, a little bit. Kind of goth. <laughs> kind of goth. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> anyways, she... Kate, at this point, then says, hi, mom. And we realize that's who Diane is. And the woman kind of opens her eyes. She moans a little bit. And when she realizes that it's Kate, you know, she says, Catherine. And Kate says, yeah, you know, it's me, Catherine. And she's crying. And she says she apologizes for everything that she's put her mom through. And her mom starts, like, kind of slowly whispering. But she can't exactly hear what she says. You can tell that she's getting upset. And as she gets louder, you can hear that she's saying the word help. And then she just starts screaming in this raspy kind of sick voice, help me, help me, help me. And Kate has to run away. A guard grabs her and she clocks the fuck out of him and Dude, knocks she him take, unconscious. She just, ta- yeah. she just takes him out of the equation really Yeah, quickly. he wasn't, he was nothing to her. She just, no. nope. So... Tom appears, and she says that she needs his car keys. But instead of handing them over, he chases her into the parking garage and gets into the car with her. Kate's driving, and she goes speeding down the levels of the garage uh, to find a cop who is blocking the exit of the parking structure. 
Kate repeatedly tells Tom to get out of the car, but he is refusing, saying that, you know, she just can't run anymore and she needs to turn herself in. Maybe she could have a normal life, whatever. He refuses one more time and she just says, fuck it, puts her foot on the gas and speeds toward the cop who starts shooting his gun, obviously. She swerves around him through the gates Uh, swiping the cop car as she passes him, speeds out of the garage and runs directly into another fucking car, (laughs) crashes. Once stopped, she takes a look to the passenger seat to find uh, Tom has been shot dead by the cop. And to which she seems genuinely surprised, which which is is weird. uh, Yeah, I don't know why you would. I mean, you drove right at the cop. He was whatever. Yeah. (laughs) So when the cop, you know, when you shoot at the driver and not the passenger, you if you're trying to stop shooting. the vehicle. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think if a car is kind of weaving around, you're just kind of pop, pop, pop. Like, you're not right. Sawyer maybe shooting did. a polar yeah. bear. Like, <laughs> right. Exactly. They need to have a Sawyer yeah. training. It, but once again, like she, she goes through this. She rams directly into another car, gets out com- completely unscathed. Yep. Like she's she's like right. uh, she's like Bruce Willis's character from from Unbreakable. <laughs> yeah, this is a hurt. lesser yeah. car crash than the one you're talking about in Australia. But yeah, you're sure, right. She just doesn't still, seem to get hurt. Yeah. I mean, you go into another car at 15 miles an hour, you certainly feel it. And that was, you know, she didn't flip a truck this time, but she definitely hit that car hard. That's true. <laughs> yeah, she did. So, uh, I mean, she mourns for a millisecond over his body, but then oh, you can just hear sirens the cops are coming and uh she gets out from the vehicle and runs and you can see that the toy airplane was left in the back seat uh which of course we know how she got that back (laughs) eventually already from a previous episode um all right so we are back to the exact same moment that we left off at the beach while sawyer was exposing kate for being the criminal And he asks Kate if she wants to explain to everyone why she needs to run so bad. And she doesn't exactly explain it. She just confirms that she was the prisoner, but says that no matter what she supposedly did, um, you know, nobody's going to really believe her at this point anyways. So she does say she didn't poison Michael. And when she says that, she steps toward him and he backs away. Michael hands the passport back to Sawyer and then he walks off and the other survivors are all giving Kate the side eye uh, while walking away from the area and she is left to kneel alone in the sand by her dumped out backpack looking at the toy airplane lying on the ground. What did you guys think about this scene? Like, if you were one of the survivors and after all this time you just suddenly found out that she was the prisoner, what what do you think you would think? I'd comfort her. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm not going to get a straight answer. <laughs> yeah, all right. Oh, that was awesome. <sighs> no, it'd be it'd be very surprising. I mean, cuz you know, she didn't seem She's like not the one that you type of person. Right, I never would have expected her to be the Right. All right. So, uh, a big, like, again, a group of survivors, ones that we, you know, only see every once in a while, are working really quickly to get the raft finished so we can get off before the winds change. And Sun is leaning on a palm tree, kind of looking at all of this happening. And Jack comes up and comments about how Jin looks so determined. Yes, he is, she replies. 
And Jack asks her if she wants Jin to leave on the raft. And she says, of course, no. And then he asks, is that why you tried to make him sick? And Sun looks surprised uh, that he has figured out that she is the poisoner. And poison. She tells him, you know, she didn't really want to hurt him. Smile. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, And so obviously, you know, she admits that she didn't mean to hurt Michael. She didn't really want to hurt Jen either, just make him sick enough so that he couldn't leave since the raft, you know, is now on like a time frame or whatever. And uh, she wants to know if Jack's going to tell. And he says he doesn't think that anybody needs to know. Again, it's discretion. But he does give her some good advice, which is, Jin's leaving. You need to say goodbye. And if you if you need a boyfriend after he's gone, I'm, I'm available. <laughs> I'll take an application. I'll take an application. Exactly. Um, so I... You don't oh, know Jack, time. baby, but you will. What? I said, you don't know Jack, baby, but you will. I need a second to recover from that. (laughs) It's nighttime now. Kate's tending to a bonfire and Sawyer walks up, says he's back on the raft. Kate says she's happy for him and he tells her that they set sail tomorrow. And she would like to know if he's there to apologize and he kind of laughs at her and says like, I mean, she cornered him. What was he supposed to do? Uh, she says, she looks at him coyly and says, well, I guess that's that. And he tries to walk away and she stops him and wants to know why it's so important for him to be on the raft. And this is what he replies goes to kind of what you were talking about earlier, Christy, is he says, because there ain't anything on this island we're staying for. And I think, like, he's butthurt that Kate, she's not, you know. All about him. Yeah. And you can tell, actually, that that comment hurts her, but what's she going to do at this point, I guess? She drew first blood on that one, so. Right. Yeah. She does have a, the way that she looks at him, they have her kind of, her head is, down and she just sort of looks up with her eyes through her hair strands at him and it's killer i would do anything if she looked at me like that but i won't do that yeah, no, I we, we learned that earlier i would actually i do all of it <laughs> <laughs> so walt comes running up to michael and sits down next to him he wants to know like how his dad's doing michael says he's getting better they're gonna set sail soon everything's fine and walt just blurts out I'm the one that burnt the raft. And I was actually really impressed with Michael in this scene because Walt continues, you know, he tells him he didn't want to leave. He thought he could stop it, but he apologizes, you know, and Michael pauses for a second, thinks about it. And then instead of getting mad or punishing him or anything, he just says, okay, we can stay, which I thought was amazing. It was like all Walt really had yeah. to do was, you know, tell him that and he, and it changed his mind. But Walt then turns his head and look at his father and say creepily, yes, we do. Walt understands, man. Walt gets it. He knows, he knows Mark McGrath lies in wait. Oh my <laughs> he's not, he's not having any of that shit. Yeah. I wrote a note that he gets all creepy about like, no, we need to leave the Island. Yeah. yeah. So Kate is alone in her little beach hut and son comes up and says, Jack knows. 
Does and the sun come up? Does does sun come up or does sun rise? Oi. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> she makes me rise. <laughs> you just but you said it. Kate, Kate isn't alone on the beach when the sun comes up. <laughs> or when sun comes up, yeah. When okay. sun comes up. Right. Yeah. Anywho's, she tells Kate that Jack knows, but that she did not tell him that it was Kate's idea to poison Michael. Plot so, uh, or excuse me, to poison Jin. Wow. Sorry. And uh, so she also says that Jack promised not to say anything, to which Kate replies, yeah, Jack's good at keeping secrets. And then Sun tells a story about how when she was a little girl, she once believed that as soon as she found the man she loved, she would be happy forever. And Kate says, yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. And then that's the lost title Drillery. screen. End of Welcome the to episode. reality. Yep. Where yeah. When you find the man that you love, you are not happy forever at no. all times. That's no. silly. Um, that is, I am that is, very, very happy just to, you know, yes. put a little bow on that. But yeah, it's not all happy. Happiness at all times is the purview of morons. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's. Well, I don't know. There's a lot of angry morons, too. That's, well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's All right. True. Today, we're going to talk about trade wins. Fun facts. Oh. <laughs> so <how> exciting. Do- <laughs> yes. <laughs> about how Dr. Arts was completely wrong. It's art. Arst, right? Arst. 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 Whatever the hell is name. Arst. Arst with a T. Arst. Anyways. Arst with a um, T. Trade wins are called trade wins because back in the uh, shipping days or the days where all we really had was ships, people figured out if you got into these wind patterns, your boats would go faster. And of course, in the days of um, trading via boat or slavery and things like that, we discovered that the trade wins or the wins were good for trade. That's how they got named. I should have said it that way. However, uh, as as opposed to what we learn in the show, trade winds reliably blow east to west, just north and south of the equator. Um, so they do not change direction depending on monsoon season. That's actually uh, not a thing. So trade winds are defined as air currents closer to the Earth's surface that blow from east to west near the equator. And so these are not like high up winds or any winds that have anything like to do with weather patterns so much, Um, but they do, uh, they blow around the Earth in one direction at all times is essentially what happens. And sailors try... What about breaking wind? (laughs) You can break wind in any direction, actually. Um, yes. But sailors traveling from <laughs> Unless Europe. Unless you're at the North Pole, then you always break wind south. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I guess you're right, yeah. So sailors traveling from Europe or Africa would use these trail trade winds to travel to North and South America. And today, airplanes also use wind boosts, which is why, you know, traveling one direction takes longer than the other. And this like would be the same with stream. these trade winds. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, um, the reason that the trade winds blow toward the west is because of how the Earth rotates on its axis. And so, in order for the trade winds to split or to flip, <laughs> the Earth's axis would have to flip. <laughs> and at that point, 
we got bigger problems than which direction our ships are going in. Yeah. <laughs> but what about because the Earth is flat? How <laughs> I don't know work? how that works with the yeah. winds. I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> like the trade winds um, work the same way. Like like we, why we always have our our shuttle launches and everything as far south as you can go is because you basically think about you're yep. riding on the Earth at the equator. You're moving faster than if you're up high or or you know further north or south yep. because mm-hmm. you're not you're not flying around the planet. Um, oh, I yeah. never thought about that. Yeah. Makes sense, yeah. but it just never occurred to me to wonder why, um, you know, we sh- we all the space from shuttles Cape are from, like, spaceships are launched yeah. far south, south. Texas and yeah. South Florida. Yeah, yep. the, the Russians why. launch out of Kazakhstan because it's as far south as they can go. So trade winds begin as warm, moist air from the equator, and then it rises to the atmosphere and gets cooler as the air moves around the Earth and goes toward the poles. So once the wind gets to the poles, it comes back down and curves back around and gets back to the equator. And it's just one big cycle, which is why it goes in one direction. And it's it does not switch because of the rain. Um, trade winds, in case you've got somewhere to go and you want to catch them, can be found about 30 degrees north and south of the equator. And the space in between that is called a doldrum, and that's where you don't find There's any no of wind. These. Yeah, it's the only space yeah. where you don't find that wind. That's why it's so hot and muggy and gross yeah. at the equator. Yeah. There you go. That's trade winds. Another thing I wanted to All point right. out is uh, we were talking about the, the, the Dr. Uh, Arzt. Mm-hmm. Arzt is actually German for doctor, so... That's Dr. Doctor. So he's Dr. Doctor? Dr. Doctor. He's Dr. Doctor. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. I knew doctor. I recognized it because I was doing the Rosetta Stone thing. And I was like, wait, Arst, yeah. I know that word. And I was like, it's, I think that is doctor. And it, yeah, yeah. So he's Dr. Doctor. That's awesome. It's yeah. almost better than any of the trade win facts, actually. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> 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 Woo, all right. Let's do best moments, Derek, or best and worst moments. Uh, best moment for me was Walt apologizing for burning the raft. And, you know, the reason why he didn't want to at that time, because he didn't want to leave the island because he was moving around. That was understandable. But, you know, now he wants to leave. And the worst moment was Tom getting killed and Kate running off. You know, that whole scene just sucked. For me, my best moment was the way Kate looked at Sawyer over the fire at the end, but of close honorable mention to Michael's reaction to Walt telling the truth, which I thought was a really good moment for Michael. My worst moment was Kate's mom screaming for help because you don't realize it at first. And once you realize like what's happening, that's just terrible. That's so sad. Um, yeah, at first I thought it was gonna be like kind of a touching mother daughter moment, but no, then the help and help and yeah. all that. So I was like, uh, Christy, how about your moments? What do you think? Um, <clears throat> two best moments. Saeed's face during the Jack Locke hatch discussion where he just... Eating popcorn. You know, yeah. <laughs> I loved it. Um, and of course, I've always got to throw a Hurley in there. Um, how am I supposed to keep straight who knows what around here? I mean, it. Steve didn't even know about the polar bear. It's um, pretty good. 
Hurley yeah. gets all, almost all of the best lines, really. I just really adore him so much. Yeah. Um, worst moments, the exchange between Sawyer and Kate at the end, um, and Kate's mom yelling for help. Um, and for me, the reason for that being one of the worst moments is when I was in the neurosurgery ICU that first night, um, I was by myself. I told Caleb to go home. I was like, nope, there's nothing for you to do here. Go home to the dogs. I woke up at some point in the middle of the night in excruciating pain because my, um, my bladder bag was full and I had to pee and I kept hitting the call button. And then I'm laying there and I could hear voices in the hall and I'm going, help, help. And I just didn't have the strength to really Hmm. yell. So I really, really identified with her in that moment, even though it was for a totally different reason. But when you are that weak and, you know, in, in such a bad way and you need to yell for help and nobody's coming to help you, it, that was my worst entire moment of the whole surgery thing. So, wow. Yeah. So sorry to bring everybody down, but yeah, that was, that was the worst moment. Uh, that sounds terrible. I probably would have just <laughs> yeah. pulled the catheter out and peed in my bed. The, yeah. You don't have the, you don't have the strength. Have you ever had a catheter? Oh. Have you ever had a catheter? Uh-uh. Not urinary. Yeah. IV catheters. I had one for, you know, when I was beat up and yeah, I remember the nurse came and says, okay, it's kind of time to take it out. And I said, is this going to hurt? And she just looked at me and said, oh yes. And it was about 60 seconds of, oof. I don't recall pain. mine being painful, but. I don't recall a lot about that week. So. Yeah. Yeah. Catheters are fun. I will say Um, that the only time I've ever had UTIs are the two times that I've been catheterized. So I try to avoid that. The Demerol was nice. Really like Demerol. Demerol's all right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I pushed the button. Time for my shot. Yes, sir. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Ben, what about your moments? I mean, the worst moment, I think it was just uh, Kate gunning it and Tom getting, you know, taking a shot in the chest. Um, and then her sort of like, you know, amazement that he had died. It was just, uh, I don't know. Um, come on, Kate, really. My favorite moment was when Claire is cutting Charlie's hair, doing whatever. And he t- he's talking about his uh, his new track two off of the album. And it's called Monster Eats the Pilot. I just thought that was fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's pretty great. It was funny. Yeah. Give us your character rankings too, Ben. Do we want to do that before we go into the power rankings? All right. Um, my, my favorite was Tom, actually. You know, he's kind of a babe in the woods, but he was one of the characters that was like purely good through this episode. Um, and then I, uh, I like, I like Charlie in this episode because he was just kind of a. I don't know. I normally don't really like Charlie all that much, but his sort of like, oh yeah, we're going to be famous and all this. It was a little levity in the episode because he seems like kind of a, kind of a dumbass. But um, I saw that it needed that. Um, And actually, my worst character was Kate. Whoa. Yeah. Why? Um. I think it, it really all came down to the thing with, with Tom, like she, she obviously she put herself before him, period. Like he went out of his way to help her and she, when the chips, when the chips are down, she put him in danger. 
She well, she chose I mean, herself yeah, over him. But he she got said in the get car out of the car or whatever. He chose not to get out. Yeah, he chose he not to get out of the car. Still, yeah, but the, but know. ultimately she she made the decision to gun it, which is what got him killed. So yep. yeah, um, that's true. It's like you know, like Saeed said in the last episode, everybody has a choice. Yep. And ultimately, when the chips were down, she chose herself. Yep. Yeah, she was my least favorite in this one as well. Um, she was just, it, the whole episode, she was very selfish. Whether we're oh, in yeah. the flashback or on the island, she was oh, so yeah. incredibly selfish in this episode. Um, <clears throat> and then my best was Artst, just because. That's hilarious. Because I love Artst. Um. Ben, I, we still need your fucking kill. Let's get it from both Sorry of you. Sorry about that. Didn't mean to interrupt. Uh-uh, oh, I mean, don't matter. I, I fuck Kate. Kind of a grudge fuck, but, you know, still still hot. Um, I, I was just going to kill Dr. Doctor. Yeah, see, I killed ours, too. I couldn't believe yeah. that, that was your favorite. I, I uh, did, there wasn't really anyone that no, I really Christy. wanted to kill in this episode, but I felt like, you know, if I if one of them had to go in, in the same way that I, I, I shot Boone when Boone was going to die, Assam when Sam was going to die, I shot him. Arts, come on, really. He's not really necessary, so. Yeah, it's like a red shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Crewman number five, dead. Uh, who did you fucking kill, Christy? Um, I felt like there was no one in this episode that was worth fucking. Wow, so, yeah. that might be I, a first. Yeah, I've got I've got nobody yeah. there. Um, kill Kate's mom just as a mercy at this point. Um, I had a hard yeah. time deciding on both of those things. Where so that's why ultimately I came up with not fucking anybody and and mercy killing Kate's mom because there was no one in this episode that I absolutely loved and no one that I absolutely hated. Yeah. Even as even as disappointed as I was in Kate, I still didn't necessarily want to kill her Mm -hmm. even though she was very selfish but yeah it it was it was a weird week i feel like yeah i feel like the last three episodes have been sort of like that like all of them have been kind of difficult to like who do you want to kill well you know nobody's been good i don't feel so bad because i was really (laughs) racking my brain over this when i was watching Mm -hmm. the episodes like and then so good i don't feel so bad that it was kind of a tough choice well what are what are your what choices there give them to us uh, for the best, um, I actually chose Walt just because, you know, he came clean to his dad about burning oh, the raft. Point. And also, yeah. he's got the yeah. shine, too. And he also, you know, <laughs> yeah, and also, <laughs> yeah, told Locke not to open that hatch. <laughs> and then also, the worst is Kate, you know, just because the whole Tom situation. Really disappointed in Kate this yeah. episode. I couldn't kill her. I thought about killing her, but when I saw Dr. Doctor on the list, I chose him <laughs> instead. <laughs> And I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck son this All this right. episode. Okay. So I had my best character is Jack in this episode because he was just being old reliable. Uh, and my worst character was actually Sawyer. Hmm. Um, I think I maybe I'm too forgiving to Kate. It's a possibility, but um, Sawyer, I I got pissed at the way that he exposed her, but he I got more her, yeah. pissed. I got more pissed at his passive aggressive goodbye when he's like, well, you know, there's no reason to stay. And I just thought, look, if you want, like, go for it, Sawyer. If you want to be with her, just go for it. Like this weird. You already made out with her. I just don't like passive aggressive people, to tell you the truth. So I think that's probably what it was. Um, I killed Dr. Doctor as well. I didn't like his late advice. Fuck him. 
Um, or his grubby clothes or his general uggo sort of countenance. Yeah. You didn't like um, his jaunty bandana? No. <laughs> no. He had a bandana no. around his neck. Uh, no. And I'm having another threesome this week. I think it's been a few, so I'm due. And I am going to fuck Jack and Locke. I just, I want to be in the middle of that competition sandwich is what I'm going for. All right. You do it yeah, they were one. In, they were kind of one up in each other about the discretion thing yeah. this week, and I liked it. I'm into it. Anyway. You, like those, sta- you like those stag like fights, this, eating popcorn. Sawyer, popcorn. Yeah, I could think of worse things to watch. <laughs> I'll watch this until Shannon comes around. <laughs> um, yeah. So where does that put us at the end of this week, Ben, with the rankings? Oh, yeah. Um, we had really, really little movement. Um, I think Kate, you know, Kate lost a little bit of ground, but she's still in first place with 160 points. Locke gained a little bit of ground. He's at 142 and holding steady. We've got Dr. Jack, not Dr. Doctor, but Dr. Jack with 128 points. The bottom of the barrel is no surprises. Shannon's still dead ass last with a negative 101 points. Uh, behind her, we've got Ethan in second place with negative 56. And then rounding out the bottom three, we have Christian Shepard. So those are your power rankings. So, um, oh, Christy, you had something you wanted to say. Yeah, sorry. It just occurred to me that at the end of this episode, I think it was this episode. Maybe it was last episode. At the end of one of these two episodes, <laughs> Shannon is looking rough. Like for the so, first yeah. time, she doesn't that, look like she. Um, it's it's this episode, yeah. It yeah, is this episode. Like two episode. Seconds. Yeah, that'll yeah. be this one. You get two seconds of Shannon looking like she hasn't been groomed in a while. You know, like her hair's fucked up, her makeup's all it's fucked the post- up. She looks dark. It- it's the post boon, like she mourned him, and then she and I had sex for a while, and the hair just got really messed up. Ah. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to point out yeah. that that's the first time it looks that like I've she seen was teasing Shannon. it or something. Yeah, yeah, it's the first time I've well, seen Shannon not looking good. The obvious right. conclusion is that Boone was the one doing her hair and makeup. <laughs> he, he did. That's true. Yeah. yeah. All right, so we need some final impressions. What do you think, Ben? Final impressions. Um, I think this was the this of, of the last three episodes that we did um, in the in the lead up to the to the finale or season finale. I think this was the strongest episode. Um, you know, getting getting the the kind of backstory on Kate and and kind of seeing that you know you you've wanted to really really like her through all of this and to think that she's she's ultimately a good person, which she may be, but there's definitely a little more sort of moral ambiguity that's been thrown in and she's proven that she's she is a survivor but that she's willing to sacrifice others in order to do that so i think it adds a little more uh dimension to her character which i i appreciate um i like that we're starting to see what we saw earlier with the sort of uh the sort of stag fight between uh between Locke and jack and them sort of like taking their positions in opposition of one another um and then I also kind of, uh, I, I liked the whole sort of poisoning thing. I thought that was a really, like, they kind of kept going into a rabbit hole on that one. And you think it's one person, then another, then another. Um, I like that. And then I also really like the fact that, that like, Walt and Walt and Michael's relationship is starting to become a little more, like, 
trusting and open and then starting to see Walt, you know, going, uh, you know, into, you know, the whole kind of shine thing where he's like, you know, don't open, don't open that hatch. He's obviously he's like, he smells something coming, um, and it scares him. And that's, I think a really kind of cool, uh, lead into the, to the end of the se- uh, end of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Christy. Yeah, I agree that, um, out of the last three episodes that we've done leading up to, the finale this one has been the best there a lot happened in this one a Um, lot yeah yeah i had a lot more notes in this one and you know little just little things i had to add um we were introduced to arst which is (laughs) awesome um (laughs) she like we we all kill them yeah Yeah. um i like that the hatch people are starting to learn about the hatch um you know the whole lock jack thing where you know jack's like you've been at this for three weeks and you didn't tell me why why the fuck is it your business what i'm doing yeah so i'm talking you know, about like, getting me yeah, hot just, i like that i yeah, want in then, on it i i'm glad that we got more backstory on kate i didn't like kate in this episode because of what happened in the backstory and because of what happened on the island too in both places i felt she was just awful um there was a little moment where Jin got like protective of Michael. He wasn't going to let anybody mess with Michael. So I'm really enjoying the evolution of their relationship and the evolution of Michael's relationship with Walt. Um, so yeah, there's a lot, there was a lot happening in this one that, that I liked. Um, there was a lot about this one that I didn't like. Um, but it's, it's, I'm enjoying watching the characters, progress and evolve you know so yeah yeah so for me with this episode um what i can say using the point of view from the first time that i watched it i was so obsessed with kate i just like i wanted to be her i loved the anti-hero role and i kept telling myself through all through season one like it's not it's not true. There's some kind of there's a misunderstanding. Like something is not right here. She's on the run because of a you know, it she's not bad. She's not a criminal, right? Like I want to believe that so badly. And then in this episode, when when you realize that her mother is afraid of her, you start to think like, wait a second. Like maybe yeah. she really is bad like i'm sorry i'm sorry i put you through this like you're kind of right right like she admits that stuff has happened her mother is afraid of her and then like you said earlier like sort of her wanton disregard for this man tom and and it like it i remember it hurting me because i wanted to be like no 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 like i she's a she's the good guy she's the good guy um and and so i just i didn't want I didn't want it to be true, and and I felt that when I watched it again, where I was just like, no, like, her mom... It, uh, anyways, for me, that was the biggest part of the episode. Again, I think, yeah, we've, we've felt this way the last three episodes, where um, they haven't been as good because we're leading up to the finale. I think this one ramps up a little bit with the yeah. death of Tom. Yeah. But um but yeah, again it's it's like the calm before the storm of the finale, I think, as yeah. far as like the episode itself goes. Um Derek, how about you? 
Yeah, this was actually a tough episode for me because, you know, like I really liked Kate a lot. You know, I liked the way she was. And yeah, when you when your own mother is dying and calling for help to get away from her daughter, that's pretty bad. So Kate obviously had to do something really bad, you know, for this to happen. And then, you know, what happened with Tom? Um, so, yeah, it was I still liked it, though, as far as the episode is concerned of the last three. That does kind of lead me to my question. You know, our biggest question is, what did Kate do? Yeah. You know, before killing Tom, obviously, because she was on the run for something. But another side question is, what did Walt? What did Walt see or feel to make him so adamant about not opening that hatch? Mark McGrath. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so uh, uh, another question that I've, I'm starting to ask questions too. The cool. you know the plane was left in the back of the car. Later, she got it out of a safety deposit box. How did that plane go from the car to the How safety deposit box? Yeah, because that's right. She ran out of the car. The plane yeah. was still sitting in the back seat. All right. Well, Ben, your mm. question is going to get answered in the next few episodes. Uh, Derek, <laughs> yours are a little more complicated. So um, there are some answers there that will be answered, but it's going to take some time. Some questions first, that will be answered, you mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly what I meant. <laughs> But first, next week, we start the beginning of the end of season one. It's Exodus, part one, an ensemble of cast. It's no one specific character's episode. We do have one specific person who's going to give it to us. It's going to be Ben. And uh, we'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye. Lost in My 40s is a Space Bear Media production. Executive produced and edited by me, Lacey J. Sound engineering, editing, and original music by Benjamin Trim. Like and follow Lost in My 40s on Facebook to interact with your hosts. Plus, follow Space Bear Media on YouTube to watch our episode pre-shows. You can also find us at Space Bear underscore media on Instagram and Twitter. Or... Come to our website, spacebearmedia.com.